Grace, mercy, and peace are yours from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Today, let's talk. Let's talk a little bit about what's going on in our world and hear from God. Really let God encourage us today by the message that he brings us to survive in the midst of some troubled and panicked times in our world. There are many examples through the Old Testament scriptures of God fighting for his people. But today I want to focus our attention on this account from Exodus chapter 14 as the Lord fights for the people of Israel against Pharaoh and his army. This will be our sermon text today, Exodus chapter 14, verses 13 to 14. There we read, Moses answered the people, Do not be afraid. Stand firm, and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. This is God's word. Some of you might know that I've had a chance just recently to visit the Grand Canyon with some students on a mission trip. And I will say that in addition to recognizing the beauty and majesty of God as we glanced over that massive canyon, I learned a little something else about myself that day. I learned that I'm not too fond of heights anymore. Maybe some of you can relate. The closer I got to the edge of the Grand Canyon, the more uncomfortable I began to feel. And while the students were out there on the edge taking pictures, enjoying it, I was trying to hang back at least a few feet to not get close to the edge. That fear of going over, of falling into the canyon, that's a real fear, isn't it? And maybe that describes how some people in our world are feeling today. Maybe it describes a little bit of the turmoil that, that you and I face when something like a pandemic comes into our world. Maybe we feel like we're getting pushed a little bit right up to the edge and there's fears. Fears of what will happen. What's the next step? So, am I going to be pushed over that edge? Today, we hear from God. And God reminds us that he's not unaware of what's happening. God reminds us that he has everything in his hands. And he reminds us that he is the one who is fighting for us. That's the theme I'd like you to focus on with me today for a few minutes as we take a look at these words from Exodus 14, that the fight, the fight is the Lord's. We don't have to fight on our own. It's God who fights for us. And he gives us two encouragements in this text because he's fighting for us. First of all, he tells us to stand firm. And then he also says to be still. Maybe you recall the history of, of what's happening as leading up to this text. The people of Israel are leaving Egypt after over 400 years in Egypt, many of those years spent in slavery. The people of Israel are on their way to their new home, a promised land. It wasn't easy, was it? God had to send a series of plagues, 10 of them, to bring the people of Israel out, to change Pharaoh's mind, to let the people go. And yes, the people of Israel got a front row seat, a bird's eye, more than a bird's eye, a direct view of God's power and of God's promises as he accomplished all of these things to lead his people to the land that he had promised. And so they left. And as they camped, maybe they were enjoying the new freedoms that they had, 
But all of a sudden, trouble came. When Pharaoh realized that he had lost his labor force, he pursued. He came after the people of Israel. And now the people of Israel were in a true quandary. They had a sea ahead of them, the Red Sea. They had Pharaoh and his army pursuing them behind. It seemed like they had nowhere to turn. I think we can understand a little bit their helplessness, their feeling that they were helpless, that that there was nothing that they could do, that maybe only one of two things was going to happen. There was only two outcomes that they could foresee. They were either going to be attacked and killed by Pharaoh and his army, or they were going to drown in the sea in front of them. And so their fears visited very quickly. And those fears quickly turned into complaints against God and against Moses. Let me take you back just a couple of verses in the text in Exodus chapter 14. Uh, If you have your Bibles at home, feel free to join uh, and look along. Here's what happened. They said to Moses, Was it because there were no graves in Egypt that you brought us out to the desert to die? What have you done to us by bringing us out to Egypt? Didn't we say to you in Egypt, leave us alone? Let us serve the Egyptians? It would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the desert. Can you hear their fears? Can you hear their complaints as they wonder what's next? What's going to happen? What could possibly go right in this situation? They were paralyzed by those fears. And yet in the midst of these fears, it's God who directs Moses to share some amazing words with the people of Israel. Moses doesn't yell at them for their complaints. He simply says, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid and stand firm. Stand firm because this fight is not yours. The fight is the Lord's. Moses said it this way, Do not be afraid, stand firm, and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring to you today. Not sure if you recognize the picture in your corner of your screen. That's FDR, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, President of the United States, right after the Great Depression hit. In his inauguration, in the address of the country, he has a line that has been repeated many times since, The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. You get what he's saying, don't you? You get the paralyzing nature of fear. You know how easy it is for us in those fears to wonder, to complain, to worry. And yet it's God who says, there's no reason to fear because I've already put your fears to rest. It's God who says, stand firm and you will see the deliverance that I will bring you today. There's nothing for us to fear because everything that's going on in our world is fully in the knowledge and under the direction and under the power of our Lord and Savior who reminds us, do not fear for I am with you. Do you remember what came next? If you don't and have a chance, read the rest of chapter 14 of Exodus this week. What came next was truly amazing. A deliverance that No one who was at that camp could have possibly foretold or prophesied. What God did next was a miracle. He split the waters. He parted the sea. 
so that the people of Israel could walk through it, but, but not on muddy soil as they were sinking in, but on ground that was completely dry. God had a solution. What the people of Israel saw as only two possible outcomes, God quickly proved that neither one of those was going to happen, that he had a completely different outcome for them. He led them through the sea on dry ground. This was all God's work. This was all God's doing. The people didn't have to fight. The Lord was fighting for them. Dear friends, the Lord is still fighting for us too. The same Lord who fought for the people of Israel, yes, he's fighting for us today. There is some fear, isn't there? There's some fear of the unknown. We don't know what tomorrow holds, much less next week or next month. But is that any different than any other day, any other week, any other year? Only our God knows the future. Only our God has the unknown and it makes it known. And so when we see the panic all around us, when we see people worried, fearful, we simply run to our God who says, do not fear, stand firm. Our God, our God who is our help in ages past, our God is still our help today. As Psalm 46 so clearly said, he is an ever-present help in trouble, our refuge and our strength. God is also our hope. He's our hope for years to come, not just years in this life, but an eternity with him in heaven. That's why Moses could say to the people of Israel, stay calm. That's why Moses could say, be still. Know that everything is under God's control. Yes, the Lord is fighting for us too. And when you think about it, whatever's going on in our world today is no match for our all-powerful God. COVID-19 is nothing that God can't handle. What he's done in the past, he can do right now and in the future as well. And so there are two outcomes that we can think of too. Two outcomes that God tells us are positives for us either way. Yes, God is going to lead us through this crisis. Or maybe God is going to lead us home. Either way is a win for us as God's people. The Apostle Paul said it this way in Philippians chapter 1, For me to live is Christ and to die is gain. That's why we can face the future with such confidence. Think about God's voice. Think about God's promises. Hold on to the voice of God. There, there's so many different voices that are talking to us in the world today, trying to tell us how to feel, how to think, what to do. And in the end, it's only God's voice that matters. It's God's voice that says to us, like he said to Joshua, be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. It's Jesus' voice who says to us, in this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. And it's Moses who says to us these words, God inspiring Moses to write, the Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. How do I know? How can I trust what God says in his word? How do I know that, that all of this will turn out okay in the end? Take a look at God's love for you. God already fought for you. He already sent his son to fight a battle against sin, death, and Satan. 
in your place and mine. He already won through that son, Jesus, the victory that we need over sin, death, and the devil. On Jesus' cross and in his empty tomb, you and I are forgiven, we're loved, we're heirs of eternal life with our Lord. Yes, our future is all set. No matter how many days and weeks and years God gives us in this life, he has given us an eternity with him through Jesus. That's why we can relax. That's why we can be still in the midst of crisis and trouble. We have promises of God that will never be shaken. And so when crisis comes, when troubles hit, we look up. We look up to the one who has made all of these promises to us. We look up to the one who loved us so much that he died for us. But there's one other thing we can do too, isn't there? Can't we as God's people look around? Look around us, look out to see that other people are hurting, that other people's panic and fear is something that we have an answer to. Maybe this time of crisis gives us a chance to be witnesses to God's love as we see neighbors and friends struggling, to point them to something certain, something sure, the promises of our own God. You and I have the best comfort there is in times of trouble. We have God's own voice, God's own word telling us to be still, to stay calm, that he's bigger and greater than anything that this world can offer. Can I send to you with just a couple of takeaways today? Number one, our trust in times of crisis is in the one who fights for us. He allows us to stand firm. We don't have to trust other people. We don't have to listen to other voices. We simply listen to the promises of our God. Secondly, God is bigger than any problem we face. We can relax and stay calm through him. We know our future is set because of what Jesus has done and we have comfort to share with the people of this world. Psalm 46 says it so well, be still and know that I am God. You've seen the panic that people have had, the panic shopping, the panic buying of things. And yet as God's people, we can relax. We can stay calm because God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in times of trouble. This week, I've read a lot of things and listened to a lot of things but it's always coming back to God's voice and remembering that it's the Lord who's fighting this battle that has brought me comfort and peace. So I want to share with something in closing with you today that, that my, my children shared with me uh, came from an Instagram post. And, and the Instagram post, the title of the post is actually a beautifully burdened life. And there's a whole sermon series just in that phrase. But let me just share a few things with you that this person said in a conversation that she made up between God and the people of our world. Here's how it goes. But God, what about my plans? God's answer, my plans for you are always better. Don't worry, I'm going to work all this out for your good. People, but, but what does all of this mean? God's answer, it means I'm in control. It means you are human and I am God. It means I've given you a wonderful opportunity to be, to be the light in a dark world. It means you will rely on me. But what are we supposed to do when we can't leave our homes? Rest. You are always so busy and overwhelmed, crying out to me, weary and exhausted. Can you use a break from your fast-paced and overscheduled lives? Go ahead and rest. Pray. Love your families. 
be still and spend time with me. Society, we better start hoarding anything we can get our hands on. God's answer, prevention, yes. Precaution, yes. Preparedness, yes. But after that, it's time to put the needs of others before your own. When you see someone in need, help them. Offer what you have. Don't worry about tomorrow. Haven't I always taken care of you? Now take care of someone else. But why? Why is this happening? God's answer, to remind you that I'm in control. To bring your attention back to me. I'm showing patience and perseverance. I'm reminding you of your purpose and priorities. You're going to learn and teach your children what this life is really about. But we're scared. God's answer, be still and know that I am God. I've got this and I'm with you. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.